0: It's a series that we put together with our friends there at Creek Carrier Corporation. Tim Ashoff is with us, and we kind of talk about uh, the overall big picture stuff uh, in terms of, well, the WWT, the Wonderful World of Trucking. Tim, good morning.
1: Good morning. Great to be on again.
0: It's great to have you on again. Uh, you know, I, I hate it when we start a month and we look back and say, "Wait a minute, what happened to the first? We're already at the fourth, and we're just getting started."
1: Time seems to go quicker every day, uh, every year for me, and and, yeah, it's amazing here we are into February.
0: Well, I can tell you this, it gets faster, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Um, One of the big things, of course, that came down the pike in terms of federal tax law, and there have been a lot of changes, but the one that really hit right between the eyes for a lot of truck drivers was the elimination of the deduction for the per diem expenses back in 2018. You guys uh, have uh, been one of the many carriers to implement optional per diem pay for drivers. Uh, so I got I got a couple of questions to kind of get the ball rolling here this morning, Tim. First off, what about the drivers? What are you hearing from drivers in terms of how they are handling the option on the per diem pay? And then the other question to fold right in, of course, what are some of the factors that those folks need to consider? when determining if per diem pay is right for them? Because it's not all obvious right out there in the open. you got to dig a little bit.
1: Yes, and I think what I've seen is there, there are three different groups of drivers out there. There's a group that has taken the time. They really fully understand what per diem is and how it's impacted them, and they've decided for the most part to elect uh, to take part of their pay as as per diem. Uh, there 's another part that really doesn 't knows about it but doesn 't really understand it very well, so they don 't know for sure what to do, so they may be making a decision that may or may not be the best decision for them, but they 're making a decision and then there 's still some of them that really just don 't even know about per diem and uh and know the benefits or the, the pros or cons so so to speak at all. So we continue to see amongst our drivers um you know those questions out there we try to continue to educate them, give them the tools to make that decision on what's best for them.
0: In indeed, and and this is not a this is not a class action of 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 the statement either. I mean in other words um uh, everybody is different, everybody has a completely different uh, outlook and need in in these regards and
1: perspective. Yes, you. Re- yeah, that's true, and like I said, you really need to understand um, some of the pros and, and cons of that per diem program. You know, the basic concept of per diem um, when you have a program through the employer is that we as an employer can lower. Uh, your federal income, so your W-2 wage, by giving you part of that wage as a reimbursement for over-the-road expenses. Um, you know, some good things for, for our drivers are is that in this instance, then you don't, the driver doesn't have to keep the records uh, of how many days are out on the road or, or what are reasonable expenses. The employer is responsible for that because we have to develop a program that the IRS uh, accepts as part of their rules governing mm-hmm. this. The
0: so-called qualified uh, so, plan.
1: Right, we have to have a qualified plan, and so there is some administration uh, on our part as an employer um, and so that that is good for the driver however you need to, do need to know then um, you know how does that impact uh, your overall at the end of the day what we we know drivers is what 's important to all of you is is what's your take home pay so what's what's your net check after all those deductions, and what does per diem do to that and and in general, you know per diem lowering your taxable wage then lowers typically the amount of you know, Social Security withholdings you have, your federal income tax. If you're in a state with state income tax, it generally lowers that state income tax. So it, it increases you know, that take-home pay. And, and when we put this program in place, for the most part, as we looked across our fleet, we saw it increasing that take-home pay for our drivers by about three to $5,000, depending on you know, their average earnings and you know, are they in a state with income tax and without income tax, some of those other personal factors to the driver. Now on the con side, you know, you also have to understand that uh, you know you are having a lower taxable wage, so there is an impact to that. You know, it may lower um, your ultimately ultimate Social Security benefit when you retire. Um, you know, one of the things to consider is that Social Security benefit is based upon um, you know your your highest 35 years of income over your work life. Um, so you know, figuring out how much of that it will impact you, uh, those types of things are things that you do need to look at on a personal basis.
0: You know, uh, that's pretty generous when you really think about it, because they could average that out and you wouldn't come all out. I mean, I'm, I'm changing gears here a little bit, Tim. But, you know, in the in, in the overall long term, and this is and this has got to be a long term vision. Right. You can't. In other words, yeah, we are all concerned about what is our take home pay every week or month or how we get paid every two weeks here. We're all concerned about that. But in terms of what you're talking about right here this is a kind of a lifelong decision right because uh... the social security implication does come towards the end of your life i know because i'm here
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right and you know one of the ways that uh, if you can be disciplined enough and i know this is a challenge at times just given your personal circumstances you know if you do have a greater amount of take-home pay if you can take a portion of that and and hopefully your employer has a 401k plan and put that in that 401k plan, you can offset that impact to the Social Security as well. But you know that does take uh, the discipline to say, i got to put part of my paycheck away uh, every week, part of that additional take-home pay I'm getting with per diem, and put it in that savings to help offset that Social Security for, for that end-of-life uh, need, as you mentioned.
0: Yeah, and boy, that is a, that's easier said than done. We all know that. We've all been there. But if you keep plugging, if you keep trying, you can do it well. Then you can come out better in in many cases too as it's been explained but it does take that personal um, dedication personal commitment and as you say above all the discipline
1: absolutely and and again that's why I think some that's why I think there are drivers in these three buckets on per diem. you know the drivers that have taken the time to really understand all the ins and outs, uh, others that are uh, saying, man, I need to devote some time to do that, and then, you know, some, unfortunately, others that just don't know anything about it yet. And and part of it is, I think, is, you know, as an industry, unfortunately, uh, sometimes uh, we feel like sometimes it's the employer versus the driver, and in years past, some of the per diem programs uh, maybe weren't set up as as correctly as they should have been. Uh, in fact, we as an as an employer didn't have a, a per diem program until um, you know this tax law changed because we felt well, mm-hmm. we'll give the driver the flexibility to take the deduction themselves and manage their own uh, you know money the way they want to. And right now, even our program, as you mentioned, is optional. But in the past, some employers had a, kind of a mandatory per diem program and, and would charge a, a fee for administering it, um, and uh, you know we, we do have a fee for administering it because, uh, as I mentioned, it does have to be a qualified plan, so we do have to pay a third party to administer that. We do lose um, part of our deduction as an employer for the wages because uh, we're paying less wages uh, that are taxable wages, so we lose that deduction. Uh, but I can tell you that administration fee shouldn't be more than a penny a mile. And, um, you know, that's what, what we charge for that. And I know that there's been other programs that charge more for that. So that's put a bad taste in, in driver's mouth. Mm-hmm. So just do your homework. Um, mm-hmm. There is a real benefit here, I think, to most drivers. But make sure you understand the ins and outs and make sure you understand your employer's program.
0: <laughs> you know, we're going to take a break right here, Tim. But, you know, it, it's, so, it, it's so easy to point out all of, the, all of the ways, let me count the ways that trucking is truly a penny industry huh
1: absolutely and not only for us as company but for you as, as drivers and and you know remember you think well that that penny doesn't sound like a lot but when you're uh thinking a penny a year on you know 120,000 miles and you're working in the industry for 30 years that really adds up when it comes retirement time.
0: it does indeed you got a trailer load of pennies for sure <laughs>
1: there you go
0: <laughs> we'll be right back Trucking trends continues with Tim Ashoff, President, COO of Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking. We'll talk about uh, some of the things that you need to uh, weigh and pick and choose, kind of, in your compensation packages. What are some of the things that you want to consider that might affect your tax burden? Of course, right now we're doing some other paperwork with uh, Tim Ashoff, President, COO of Creek Carrier Schaefer, and we're talking about uh, getting ready for the. Uh, well, I guess, you know, in trucking with quarterly taxes and income taxes and all of those other taxes, I guess it's always tax season, but this is the uh, the big kahuna here, uh heading towards uh to April fifteenth. So really folks need to make some life maybe not so much life changing, but certainly life affecting uh change you know, decisions here. So um you guys have just about every type of uh compensation benefit that you can imagine. <clears throat> uh, what are some of the things that drivers need to consider when it comes to that kind of bouncing back on their tax uh, burden?
1: Well, I think uh, one thing they can always consider is how do I how do I not pay taxes right now? And, and certainly using benefit programs is one of those ways where you can have uh, benefits that uh, the government looks at being taken out of your paycheck. They call it pre-tax. So it's, it's, it's deductions that won't uh, you won't have to pay that income or that social security tax on in many cases. And you know, the obvious one we, we mentioned already is that four oh one K contribution. Um so it's a great thing. It can lower your taxes now and then provide for benefits in the future. Uh but do keep in mind there's also that Roth four hundred one K option now as well where we actually uh you do get it taxed now but then it grows tax free. So again, pros and cons to each one of those programs, but no you should be considering those. Uh, You know, many companies like ours, we have flexible spending accounts uh, for our employees where you can have money taken out of your paycheck pre-tax mm-hmm. uh, to uh, pay for medical-related uh, items. Um, you know, you don't always think about, you, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to need medical care this year, but even if you take out $500 and that isn't taxed um, and you have, you know, a visit to a doctor or some other items that you need to purchase, maybe a CPAP-related items or otherwise, um, that's a good way to save some money. Mm-hmm. And then certainly...
0: You know, Tim, that, that, yeah. kind of just dig into that just for a second here, because yeah. that sort of thing, that that really made a big splash what about ah, ten years ago or so and it became a big thing it kind of it didn't go away but it did kind of go under the radar I think is that is that a fair assessment
1: I think it did and I think part of the reason is you know at the beginning in particular there's some pretty strict rules that if you didn't use that uh, you lose it and I think one people should something people should be aware of is that uh, the, the government has loosened those rules somewhat where they give you a little bit more of a grace period, you know, going into that next year to to use up those funds. And, and certainly there's ways now that companies have helped provided some uh, items that qualify for that that you can purchase. So you, so you don't necessarily lose it uh, as easily as you did in the past. So um, I think that that's something to relook at if you haven't looked at it in a number of years.
0: Uh, and you don't have to answer this, but I'm going to ask you a question here. Uh, it, it, are, are a lot of folks uh, going into that type of uh, program, the, the medical savings plan type things with you guys? Or uh, how, how percentage wise is that going?
1: You know, we've seen the number of people going into it increase, I think, just because in general the cost of health care has increased, yeah. but the amount that people are putting into it is still relatively small, um, mm-hmm. which, again, I understand, because you, you always hate to say, well, I'm going to put money in this account, and then I'm going to lose it if I if I don't use it, and of course yeah. most of us yeah. hope that we don't have to use it because we want to stay in good health, but, um, you know, also, you know, that, that is a good way to segue into, you know, drivers, we need to understand our health, and you do need to go get those, preventative checkups and take care of yourself. So spending a little money on yourself on, on healthcare costs throughout a year is a good thing in the long run as well.
0: Well, we have this overlay of, um, federal tax laws uh, yeah, on the federal level, and then we have 50 states out there. Uh, we are in separate states. In fact, our uh, if we have 12 people at Radio Nemo of North America. We're in three states.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're doing withholding for three states? And, oh, yeah, and, uh, man. For three Ask states, Michael
0: oh, yeah. Burns and Aziza. Ask Zee and Michael about that. But yeah, but, so, uh, you know, it can get complicated, even for uh, real small folks. Uh, so, you uh, Even for individuals is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to really understand that interplay between uh, the federal tax law and the state law. You know, even in, in that per diem world, you need to kind of understand how that impacts you depending on your state. But you know, one of the things I think also happened when when the tax law changed is, is certainly I think most people understand is that uh, uh, some of the standard deductions changed. They actually increased the standard deduction, but then they did take away uh, other deductions like that per diem deduction. But they also put a cap on the state and local taxes. So if you're in one of those uh, states that has a high uh, personal income tax or other taxes, um, you, you may be capped out on how much you can deduct now. And, and so understanding what that is is important. And then also looking for, hey, it, are there states uh, that deductions that I can take that I'm not thinking about? Um, you know, different states have deductions. So, so look at your own state. One that's pretty common across all states is that, you know, Section 529 college savings plan. So if you have uh, dependents or, Family members or others that uh, you think you're going to be going to uh, secondary education, post-secondary education here soon, you can put some money away in a savings account and get a tax deduction for that. So just a lot of different factors there. And and um, you know one of the things I still talk to drivers about is is also you know right now is where I'm getting my W-2 and I'm hoping to get a refund. And I used to get a big refund and now do I do I don't get as much? And and a couple things to remember there is. Uh, when the tax law changed, the, they're taking Lex out of your paycheck every time the, with the tax rates being lowered. Uh, and then and certainly they've increased that standard deduction um, to a higher amount, but you don't have that per diem deduction. So uh, it's just a, it's just a web there that you have to kind of work your way through and I'd say in general, uh, from what we hear, at the end of the day, if you add it all up, you're better off. You're paying less taxes than, than three years ago from a federal standpoint. You just get there a lot different way than than you did in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. The importance of consulting a tax professional, I think we both fully agree on that. You know, it, that's one of those cases where you ask someone what time it is. This is where you want them to tell you how to make a watch. <laughs>
1: absolutely you know i think you can just take by our our conversation here over the last 15 mm-hmm. minutes there's so many Intricacies and and you know I I wish they'd go to you know some politicians out there and said I'm going to simplify the tax fan and plan and you're going to be able to file on a postcard. <laughs> I, I wish in some ways they'd do that uh, so we so we could all see exactly what's happening and make the decisions easily. But unfortunately, between our state and federal taxes and the web that is out there, it, it does um, make at least I think when we have these big tax law changes at least for one year. You should consult a tax professional, understand how these big changes have impacted you. Talk to them. Hey, is per diem right for me? Um, Should I be doing... 401k and how much and should I look at the Roth 401k versus the traditional 401k and and you know this is what I generally have in healthcare expenses does an FSA make sense for me just going through that in one time and having them help show you um, what the savings can be or the pros and cons of those decisions can can mean a lot for you in the long run
0: yeah and and the other thing too without trying to put a cute little bow on this whatever you do today is going to affect tomorrow negatively or positively sometimes if it's negatively that's not so bad cuz I've got another plan I'm saving the uh, the the uh, return on the per diem and I'm investing it and in making more than I would have earlier but again it's it's it, it's not always as it seems is it or you know in other words you you make the plans but then you uh, have to continue to monitor your plans as well
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think the most important part is just, as you said, you have to make a plan. I think if you are out there and each week getting your paycheck thinking, well, next week I'll get this figured out and next week I'll get this figured out, pretty soon it's been a month and then a quarter, then a year, and now you're five years down the road and, and you might have missed out on a lot of tax planning savings. And as we mentioned earlier, those those pennies add up, and and, uh, you all work hard for what you're earning out there, and we want you all to keep as much of it as possible uh, versus paying uh, taxes when you didn't necessarily need to be.
0: Well, the pennies add up, and around here the minutes add up, and we are out of them. (laughs) Tim, thank you. As always, really a great in-depth discussion. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having you. I always appreciate trying to help others out and, and make them keep that hard earned money, as I mentioned.
0: I know you do. Tim Ashoff, everybody, President, COO of Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking on um, Trucking Trends.